Anyone out there who has people who are trying to change them? Yeah. Some with good intentions, I guess, and some, let's be honest, with bad intentions based on fear. So how do we respond when someone reaches out to help us get back on the path, get back in God's will, get back on the straight and narrow, especially if it's someone we're close to? Would it be okay if I were to tell you that I am afraid someday? So I call you up and you call me down. Would it be okay? Well, hello and welcome to the Freed Hearts Podcast. So glad you're with us. My name is Robert Cottrell and I'm here as always with Susan Cottrell. Hi there. Hi there. Hey, we encourage you out there to email us. We're going to do another email um, uh, to us and, and Susan's response today. Email us. We love your questions. We love your comments. We love to hear what you would like to hear us talk about on the podcast. All of that is at podcast at freedhearts.org. Or you could use the connect with us section of the freedhearts.org website. And that's the same place, by the way, that you'll find everything about our community. For whoever you are, wherever you are, we have vibrant community, extensive resources for you. And also a reminder that Susan does a very limited amount of personal counseling. Um, and if you are interested in that, please write us, uh, write Susan at freedhearts.org. And we will get you all the information on her counseling that's available, if it's available, and we'll go from there, yeah? Yep. So today we're going to talk about, basically, you know, yeah, I'm all good. Save your own heart <laughs> is what we, what we titled this. Uh, there's no snark in that. Well, there might be a little uh, this episode, but is there anyone out there who has people who are trying to change them? Yeah. No, no nobody. nobody. Yeah, no, nobody. I guess there's some with good intentions, you know, albeit probably well above their pay grade, to be honest, and some really with bad intentions and intentions based on fear. So how do we respond when someone reaches out to us with a desire to help us get back on the path or get back in God's will or do what God's what is best in God's eyes for us, like they might even know? get back on the straight <laughs> and narrow path. <laughs> and especially when that person reaching out to us is someone we know, someone we're close to, someone we care about, someone who says yeah. they care about us. Yeah. And so we share an email about confronting a friend because so many of you um, have this to deal with. I know that. And you've been so conditioned, we all have to be nice. Mm. Deadly. That, that deadly. you don't even know anymore, that we don't even know anymore, and I'm right there with you, how to speak authentically for yourself and not just end up being blasted, feeling like you're just, get frustrated, yeah. you're wasting your time, and you end up being blasted, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm amazed at the things over the years that I've let people say to me yeah. and do to me because I didn't know how, or even if I could, speak up for myself let alone walk mm. away from the relationship. Okay. So how do we respond? Okay. Well, yeah. here's the email that I got. Cool. After long consideration and many prayers, I've come to the conclusion that the time is right now for me to share my story with my longstanding, dearly loved, but homo and transphobic fundamentalist evangelical friend. Over quite a few months, she has often spoken about LGBTQ things despite us agreeing to hold different views and saying we would not speak about it. She keeps bringing it up, even when I remind her 
that we agree not to do so, that I have to respond, but I do so as minimally as possible. She's also sent emails afterwards reminding me that we wouldn't speak about it. She's like, what? And laying down what she believes. Hmm. I apologize if that seems a less than charitable paragraph, but I feel I need to explain the background. Okay. Let me back up. I think she didn't mean laying down like giving it up. She meant like going on about what she believes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what she meant. Yeah. And let me just pause to say it's not less than charitable to. Well, I'll get to that in a minute. It's not less to char- than charitable to recount what is happening to you. All right. But anyway, I'll get to that in a That's second. a good point. Um, so on Friday, I'm going to see her and I intend to play a bit of the church podcast where I spoke to the congregation about who I am. I'm really not sure, A, where she's coming from at the moment because she just seems not be, to be able to let this go. I think that's where she's coming from. And B, how she will take the news. I hope that our long friendship will withstand the storm and that she will realize that I'm still the same person I've always been to her. She may not look to me for advice now, as she has said that she would not sit under, quote, the teachings or instruction of a gay minister, but she has been doing that for years without knowing it. Not that I'm a minister, this person writes, and she may not want to see me again, as the thought of homosexuality makes her sick, she says, but that's her homophobia speaking. Hmm. Please pray with me. By the way, we've we've had that. I mean, we've had very close family members. Yes. I've had very close family member in particular tell me that I am driving my family off of a cliff and that they can't trust me for advice about anything or any relationships because of what I believe and and so we know that that hurts. It's it's certain it's hypocritical, it's based on fear, it has no foundation of any kind of truth. And I could I could you know poke holes in that all day long. Yeah. But that just ends up, you know, inciting everything. But it still does hurt to yeah. hear those things, yeah. So So this, the, the email continues. Yeah. She says, please pl- pray with me that God's Holy Spirit will prepare her heart for this and will be with us as we meet. I'm going for worst case scenario in my mind, and if she really wants to ghost me after all these years, I'm a bit prepared for that. I really hope it won't go down that route, and that love and friendship will prevail, and maybe, just maybe, give her some food for thought. Please also pray that I may find the right words to introduce her to the podcast, where I share a bit of my story, and please pray that she will really listen and not be thinking about and finding finding all the Bible text counter-argument that she knows. However, she is a victim of the teaching she's had, too. Thank you for all your love, help, and support on my journey thus far. I got to say, that's not an uncommon email. No. You know, we hear this kind of thing a lot. We hear those from people who are frustrated that uh, they're dealing with this kind of relationship or lack thereof from a family member or friend. So we hear you on that. Yeah. Thank you for sharing all of that. Yes. By the way. So. So, I how, said, so how did you respond? I said, first of all, congratulations for coming out to your congregation. I knew they would love you. <laughs> and congratulations for taking a necessary stand with this friend. You need to be loved and respected, not treated with passive aggression. 
Your paragraph was not uncharitable. It was truth of what you've experienced from her. If someone punches you in the face repeatedly, it's not uncharitable to say, that person punches me in the face. You're speaking about what has happened repeatedly and facing who she is more fully. Remember that love means to accept someone as they are with room for who they may become. That includes the negative aspects too. You are accepting or admitting who she has been to you over time in this subject. To face and admit that is a good thing. Mm, that's so it's good. It's a freeing thing. That's so powerful. Yeah. So, and now a word of encouragement for your heart. As much as possible before this happens, give her up, mm-hmm. even more than you have. Go to God in prayer. Now, I say this side note to you listeners. I only say this um, because praying is already in her worldview. She's already talked about it and asked for it. If praying is not real for you or feels triggering, don't do it. But for her, go to God and say, I want you to prevail in this friendship. I say that because God, spirit, universe, even your highest self, has the long view and can see what will best serve you and her more than you can. Because you have the friendship and the history at stake and the shoulds, like I should be nice, accept what she's saying, whatever, all pieces stuffed into our heads to make us compliant and easy to manipulate. So it helps to get the longer view. Mm, That's so good. The goal in talking to someone like this is to have nothing at stake, nothing you're holding on to. It's very Zen to just hold him with an open palm and say, are we friends? Okay. Yes. Okay. No. Okay. You really, that will free you more than you have any idea. Because those ties to that person are what trip us up when they tug them and and trip us and we feel bad. I'm pretty sure you know what I mean. So remove your stake in the relationship. It's like you've been camping together, however long the relationship has been. But you've already gotten warning that a bad storm is coming. She's already been spewing at you. You already know that. So pull up the stakes of your tent and pack it away so you're ready to move. This is all on your own, by the way, your own heart work, not something you say to her. She's already said, basically, I'm not willing to listen to you. I don't want your worldview. I don't plan to change or learn anything new here. So you're wasting your breath. And I don't like LGBTQ people. Yeah, just aside, she's also revealed her unwillingness to follow the boundaries that you've set up in the relationship. Yes. She keeps bringing it up. Yes. Her her actions and her words up until now have said that. She doesn't listen. She doesn't respect your boundaries. So let her go internally first. Then as you do speak to her, you'll have more freedom not to get tugged and tripped by things she says. As you let her go in your heart, Her stuff will affect you less. You'll see it as her stuff. You asked for prayer for the right words, yes, and lay them out, and she will take them or she won't. She will hear them or she won't. 
and part of your right words can come back around to her. Why is she so afraid to hear something new? How delicate, how fragile is her faith anyway? Not come back around to you having to defend yourself. If she starts in on the Bible or whatever, you can say, I've heard all the theology you want to tell me, and I won't hear it from you now. You have not heard what I'm offering, and if you don't want to hear it, you don't have to. But I'm curious why. What's so threatening about it? What's so scary about it? Why are you so concerned about the relationship of two consenting adults? Mm, That's so good. Now, very often, someone who's so defensive like that is deep, deep in the closet of her own heart. We know this to be true. That would do it. That would make it too scary for her even to contemplate. And I will say, on the closet of her own heart, you mean maybe she has some tendencies? but she, she may be gay. She also may be in the closet of having questions about her faith. That's true, too. (laughs) You know what I mean? And so, she has to shore up. She can't reveal anything because it's too scary. And that's what I meant about it being so fragile. How fragile is your faith Yeah, that me being gay and you being okay with that would threaten you? Yeah. So, how did you wrap? How did you close this email up? I said, none of this, none of this is on your plate. You can't begin to unravel it for her unless she asks for your help, which hasn't happened yet and seems unlikely to me that it will. Because she's been so resistant in the past. And the best remember, the best indicator of future action is past action. So if somehow, way down the road, the clouds open up that she was blind and now she she sees, <laughs> don't hold your breath. But if it does, then she may reach out. But don't camp out with her while you wait for that to happen. Mm. Don't camp out to her and let her tell you. Things that you've already said, don't tell me. Don't talk to me about this. You don't have to to say okay to that. Just You don't have to stick around for it. Mm. Personally, in the past, true confessions here, I've spent way too long crafting emails, constructing conversations with people who had no intention of hearing me. And it just frustrates me, not them. Because I think if I can just word it right, They'll get it, but they don't get it. So, you know, they don't hear it at all. So don't pour pour your heart and soul out, please, into trying to salvage something that is unsalvageable, to trying to save a relationship just because you don't have the heart and, you know, you don't have it in your heart to let it go. But you don't have heart and soul to waste, and you don't want her to pull the cords on your heart and soul. Mm. Does that make sense? So your best move is to let spirit empower you to speak your peace and then to know when to sashay away. You got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them, know when to walk away, know when to run. Man, that's nice. (laughs) (laughs) Couldn't resist that. That's really nice and exactly right. It's vital for the safety of your heart and soul that you listen to spirit saying, it's done now. When it's done, it's done. Don't be nice at your own expense, the expense of the needs of your heart. We are taught to do that. Don't do that. It's not good for you. And it's not ultimately good for her either. Mm. 
Yeah, I say this but, with overflowing <laughs> love, all of that. Yeah. You know, that was that was great. And I know, thank you, I know for sure. sure that so many of us have been in that exact same situation, and that was really excellent advice. Mm. Um, we often, beloved, we often remind you not to waste your time debating with people who are committed to misunderstanding you. That can be toxic for you, for your heart, for your stress, for your mental health. And I often remind myself that my anger, this, this is just something that has worked for me, that my anger, I'm sorry, that my anger is really with the system and not the person who is at the effect of the system, you know, at the effect of those false teachings and guilt and shame. Now, it's not to release them of the responsibility for the things they say and do. Many, many, many do know better, so they should do better. But I don't want, I don't, I don't want, you don't want to spend much time in that place of arguing, of debating. It's so easy now to get into it on social media with so much non-face-to-face communication. We say things now via text and social media that we would never say face-to-face especially now more than ever. It's just not good for our hearts. So remember, as you alluded to, remember, and we'll close with this. Don't forget, speak your truth, share a resource, sashay away. Live in, love in your community where you are accepted and adored and affirmed. That's what you deserve because you are beloved. We love you. We'll talk to you next time. We love you. Bye. Bye. Would it be okay? If I were to tell you that I am afraid someday, so I call you up and you call me down, would it be okay? You've been listening to the Freed Hearts Podcast. We have extensive resources and vibrant community for you at www.freedhearts.org. Just come say hello. And if you have questions or issues or comments about the podcast, things you'd like us to talk about, reach out to us at podcast at freedhearts.org. The music is provided by Hannah Cottrell, our daughter, the Grammy-nominated Saint Sinner, and you can find out more about her at heystsinner.com. Please share this, subscribe, and follow on your favorite platform, and thanks for listening.